Hey, what's up, y'all? This is your girl, Uniquely Nye. Welcome to another episode of the Nye Perspective. I'm going to take a few seconds to give this disclaimer that this the this segment is not for people under the age of 16. As the material or even language that is used in this segment... It's not appropriate for anyone under that age. Um, So parents be advised and be on the lookout. With that being said, we're going to get into our topic today. Today we are going to be talking about our our kids' education or the miseducation of our children. And my first point is it starts at home. So, when we have our children, it is our responsibility to give them the foundations that they need to begin school. So that means prior to starting kindergarten, Your child should already be pre-reading. Your child should know, not only know the alphabet, meaning they can sing the song, they can pick out the letters, they know how to spell their name, they know how to sound out letters, they know one and two letter words, If they do not know this, by the time they start school, then they are actually starting off behind the curve. 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 And that means that they are going to need reading intervention. Now, reading intervention is a wonderful tool because it gives the chance for your child to catch up to where they are but here's the thing when we have to pull a a child out of class to get them up to where they're supposed to be they are now missing the right now information because they are playing catch up and why this is important Because from grades one to three, you are learning how to read. From from third grade up, you are now reading to learn. What does that mean? That means that up until the third grade, you are learning words and stuff to help you learn how to read. If if you are behind on any of that, that means that when you go to read reading to learn, it's going to be harder for you. Because if you can't read, how are you going to learn? Or if you're behind in your reading, This is why I say it starts at home. 
because my second point is the pipeline to prison. Did you know that by fourth grade, they can tell whether by your child's grades, they can tell whether they're building a prison for your child or whether they're building a college for your child. Because again, if your child is not already starting off, if your child is not already pre-reading when they start kindergarten, then by the time they get to fourth grade, most of the times they're so far behind the curve, curve that it's hard to catch up. And then they switch from learning to read to reading to learn. So you have to know how to read in order to learn. Now, I'm going to put... Um, now, I spent some time in a daycare. And parents that send your kids to daycare, you might want to pay a bit of attention. Because daycares are set up for exploratory. So if your kids want to play with blocks, they play with blocks. If kids want to play with cars, they play with cars. If they want to do Play-Doh, they do Play-Doh. If they want to be outside, they be outside. It's all about what they feel. So there's no structured... Okay, so there may be a story time where people are introducing words and songs and stuff like that. There may be those signs, but your child may choose not to join that activity. So this is why it's important because these preemptive stuff is not educating our kids. We have to take ownership of that. And then also it's what we are allowing them to watch. If your child knows all the words to all the rap songs on the radio, but can't read basic, basic words, then that is a problem. If your child knows all, if your child going into kindergarten knows all about Stewie and Bart Simpson and all those, uh, uh, Bob's Burgers and all those cartoons that are not for little kids, but they aren't already pre-reading, these are the students that we end up having to do interventions for. And we don't mind because it gives us a job, right? It gives us as outside educators a job to come in and assist with the reading level. Right? To help get them up. But if it's not being reinforced at home, if they aren't being made to read at home, then the little we teach them 
during the time we have them at school is not going to sink in. If at home they're allowed to watch TV, that's not educational programming. And there is a lot of it. There's a lot of educational programming. If they're constantly consumed with stuff that's not preparing them for the next phase, then by the time they get to fourth grade and they have to actually learn by reading, they are going to be lost in the shuffle. And then you can forget about it once they get out of elementary Yeah, you can forget about it once they get out of elementary school. If we don't set up structure with our kids, and I know it's hard because nowadays we got to work three and four jobs just to make ends meet. And this, I get it. I get it. But our, it's our kids who are suffering. I have worked in intervention since hmm, I will say since 2014 and it's always the black and brown kids with a few non-black or brown kids and then the behaviors that the that our kids face with that or the behaviors that they express is because now in an academic setting they are uncomfortable they don't know how to read so instead of saying can you help me read this or can you help me they choose to be a disrupt disruption so hey at least I get the laugh this is the time and the space for us I talked about this before our education system is whack and we allow so much to come into our kids head from the ages uh, while your kids are in elementary school their brains are like a sponge so they're soaking up everything so what are you feeding your kids mentally that's what they will grow up to be whatever you feed their mind Versus having your student ready. And it's not to say. It's not to say. That you can have your student ready for school. And they still struggle with reading. That's when. You get other helps. You find tutors. You find. uh, You go through testing. To see if they have a learning disability. Because a lot of our community do. And we have to stop being 
so afraid of having our child diagnosed with a learning disability and get those benefits to it because there are programs that can help your child succeed in life if we would just humble ourselves and if we would just humble ourselves and speak about what's going on It's not okay if you know your child has been diagnosed. It's not okay to not disclose that. Because they are not getting the best help that they can get. Especially now. With this new normal of online education... It is even more imperative that the parents step up in their children's education. Why? Because now, before your children just came to school, now teachers and psychologists and tutors and all all those things are now inside your home. They're looking at your child through a computer screen. Again, they're only with them for so many hours a day. So if there's something your child is not understanding, or if there's something your child is not grasping and there's concepts that they don't understand, this just made things a little... Yes, it's convenient, and yes, it's safe where everybody's in their own homes and this, that, or whatever, education is brought to you. And I'm all for using modern technology to move us forward. However, if you do the work, but that means actually monitoring your kids during their school hours and making sure they are paying attention and stuff like that. Uh, Sending them to school with breakfast and things of that nature. Uh, All this stuff sets your child up for being ready to learn and being in a mind frame to receive what they need to learn. If not, if you ignore the steps or if you ignore, so if you wait, right, on the school to teach your child to read, right, now your child is behind. Your child being behind leaves them open to bullying, which I normally don't stand for. Yet I know it happens. I have a zero tolerance for it, but it happens. You open up the room for maladaptive behaviors. You open up the door for so many things when your child is not ready to start school from the beginning. 
And now, with everything being online and virtual, until Corona breaks or whatever, like, it's now more imperative than ever for parents to be more involved in their child's education. Growing up, my mom was always at school, at my school. My mom was after school program workers. She volunteered for everything. She was on the PTA. And I'm not saying all parents have to be that parent. But what I'm saying is, if you don't take responsibility for your child's education, no one else will. If you don't prioritize that and making sure that they have the best start possible, if that means early diagnosis for uh, learning disabilities, uh, because guess what? I'll give an example. My daughter, I knew she had some form of dyslexia from the age she was five. Now, when my daughter started school, she was already pre-reading. She knew up to three-letter words. She was finishing. Like, we had workbooks for her. But when I was teaching her alphabets, she had the hardest time recognizing R and H. And I kept it. You know, kept it, put it in my pocket. And then when we started reading, she would always mix up D and B. And I would tell people, hey, I think she might be a little dyslexic. Like, we should get her tested. They was like, oh, no, she's fine. Because my daughter does have a very extensive uh, vocabulary. Uh, If you, like, she tested... When she started kindergarten, she tested in like the 98th percentile. Her scores were always advanced or proficient. So they kept telling me, oh, no, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. They kept passing her along, right? Because, again, she has a very extensive vocabulary because I was about the education and making sure she started school ready. Fast forward to her being in middle school. She started middle school as straight A student. By the time I pulled her out of that middle school, she was barely passing. The homework that she was being given The amount of time she was spending at school, none of it was helping. Like, literally, we would sit, we would wait for her to get home, cut off all the TV, sit there to help her do her homework, and it was still a problem. We're asking them to test her, test her, test her. And they're like, no, 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 no. Can't possibly be because she's still testing proficient or advanced in all her subjects. But we noticed, me and the family noticed, that 
there was some issues regarding letters and stuff. And so we started researching. We started researching dyslexia and what that meant. And um, we found these two different tests online. And both of them confirmed that she had some form of dyslexia. Now, of course, we took it to the school and we couldn't... Of course, because it was an official test, they couldn't go off that. And they weren't trying to hear us that we ran these tests because we were trying to find out answers. It takes that, parents. It takes that. It takes literally going out of the box, making sure your child is ready. And sometimes it's on them. Sometimes they just don't care. They don't know what they're setting themselves up for. So we have to intervene and step in. So that's that. Now in today's time, right, with this pandemic, in the middle of a pandemic, everyone is glued to a screen. Your everything is online classes, this, that, or whatever. And before I say this, I am not against using technology for education. My daughter's first video game was a leapster handheld a leap pad that was her first video games um so i'm all about using technology to educate but here's the thing with the te- with no physical teacher there and with out the parent there to make the child listen if your child you know your child you know your child's behaviors so that means some parents have to sit in there with their kids and have them do their classwork others others can trust their children to get their work done but you still have to check up on them Because all it does is hurt the child in the long run. And now they made it so easy. Because you could see their grades prior to. So you could see missing assignments. And be all up in their little grill. So like why they're saying. Like we have to go back to being parents and I don't mean with the corporal punishment and all that I mean we have to go back to being involved parents and understanding that this is their education now what I will say is 
I was the other day I was watching a video about the difference between Finland, who used to be tied with America for at the bottom of the education ranks to now they're number one. One, they don't cut out the arts programs, which enrich your lives. I'm all for the arts programs. They don't cut out the sports. They don't load them down with homework. They give them opportunity to be kids and to play. They have, they have work they must do, but it is not consuming their day. And I looked at this and I'm like, I am in awe. They can't, they're like in Finland, it is illegal for you to have a private school. So that means the people with money has to make sure their local schools have the best of everything because it's Ill, it's literally illegal to have a, a school where you charge money to go to. Think about that. Like, really think about that. Like, I know America is all about capital. How can we make a dollar? Even our educational system. And, and, and we can actually go into that. Our educational system is actually not set up to have our children succeed. It's not. Our educational system is set up so they can go into the world and make money. But you accrue a lot of debt because everything you're paying for, you're paying for. You're, you're, you're paying. And then if you want the best education, we're paying for these private schools, right? And these private schools charge up the yin yang so so you can say oh well my child goes to a private school so they don't have to worry about it okay but what about someone else's child who can't afford to send their child to a private school everyone deserves the same amount of education Everyone deserves to learn all that they need to learn. And I'm going to say this. Education is not necessarily about school. Because if you look at the American education system, it's set up just like a prison. You don't believe me? Everyone sits in the class... You sit there, you don't move. You're in a room till a bell rings. You're outside for a little while. You come back in. More work, more work, more work. 
And if you don't follow the rules, you fail. Yeah, if you don't follow the rules of school, you fail. But we want to teach our children to be critical thinkers. In this day and age, the educational system here, we try to employ cr uh, critical thinking, right? And critical thinking is an amazing tool because it allows you to think outside the box and to question everything, right? But if you question everything, but you don't have all the information, then that leaves only more questions, right? Right. This, I know this is a loaded topic and I can be here talking about education for a minute. I can sit up here and tell you that I have seen students literally have a fit when it comes to reading, math, and whatever. And the first programs we cut in America is the arts programs. So let me ask this question. If we cut arts and sports things like that and our students are struggling in English and math right so and not everybody is struggling in math some students struggle in English some students struggle in math but what are what about those students who their 10 is not in English math or the traditional courses. Their 10 is actually in the creative arts or in sports or in whatever other area. If we're cutting those programs, then our kids or our youth, they never find something that they're great at. They never find that one thing that makes them them. And that's most disturbing. It's most disturbing to know that we cut the things that could enri enrich their lives. It's like we're trying to make them these round pegs or square pegs. We're taking these square pegs, trying to force them into round holes and they don't go. Everybody is uniquely smart. Every child has the ability to be smart and amazing. And they are. You just have to find their area of genius. And like a good coach, nurture it. Because if you nurture it, it will grow. 
And as it grows, it only gets bigger and bigger and more, more abundant. And then those areas where they're not so strong, you can always build those areas up and uh, 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 get support services for those areas so they can catch up to speed of where they need to be. And you always push their area of genius. You always push that. Because their area of genius is going to take them far. Yes, they need to learn the other stuff. And this is what how we teach them. We teach them to appreciate all the stuff they learn. And take it with them because they need it for their education. But what they're good at, love it enough to be great at. And as we grow, as they grow, and if we foster that, they'll want to become readers learn about the stuff they have to learn but we have to first foster in them that that thing that they were meant to do so again this has been the nine perspective my perspective on the education system is that parents, we need to have our stu- our children prepared when they start school. And it don't just stop once they start school. We need to be a constant force to help them so we can notice when they have challenges. So then in those challenges, we can... Get them the resources that they need. But if we're not honest with ourselves, if we're not observant, we'll miss it. And our our students are the ones that struggle. And so instead of building a college for your child, they'll be building a jail for your child. And you know if you're a minority, They have already prejudged your child. On the moment they hit this earth, from the moment of their birth, they have already been prejudged. Let's not be that statistic. Let's make sure our babies are ready and prepared. That means if we notice that our children has autism or some form of learning challenge we need to be champions for them we need to get them the services we need to get them the ABA support 
we need to make sure that they're able to learn what they need to learn to get to their next level. I'm talking about taking our children's education back. I'm talking about making sure instead of the no child left behind, making sure our child is not left behind because they didn't start off behind. If we truly don't want children to be left behind, then let's not start them off behind. Let's make sure from the moment they enter this earth, we are preparing them for when they start school. We are giving them the things they need. We are making sure they're already pre-reading. We are making sure we are engaging their brain and engaging their thinking. This is the type of stuff that will move us as a culture, as a people, as a country forward. These are the type of things that we need to dig deep into and learn. Unlearn this foolishness. Because again, like I said, if your child is in kindergarten, they can't read, but they know all the latest dances that is not kid by they know all the words to the songs that is not kid about then yes parent you are a part of the problem but the good news is you can fix it take hold of your child's education don't put it in the hands of somebody else Because guess what? It's not their job. It's their job to educate. But the foundation comes from you. The message comes from you. The standard comes from you. And then make them read every night. Or if you don't want to make them read, there are podcasts that read to them. So they're exposed to words. From the age a child is born to about eight years old, your child's brain is a sponge and it soaks up everything. So if you're not loading it with educational programming and if you're not if you're not teaching them the things that they need to move on in this world then you're doing your child a disservice and then they'll have to come see the resources anyway. Here's the thing. A parent who knows a problem beforehand and is on top of it and is able to get the resources available, your child has the ability to succeed. But if we wait around for these people to tell us, oh, our 
your child has a learning disability and we sit in denial and we deny that our child needs help, then we are doing our children a disservice. And it's time out for our children's suffering. Because us need to do better. It's time out for that. The My Perspective is a part of the Uniquely Nye podcast. You can catch the Nye Perspective every Tuesday starting October 6th on all streaming platforms. You can contact me, Uniquely Nye, on all social media outlets.